We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Minshew back. Minshew fires. And it is caught. It is caught. And now, are they saying incomplete no, or intercepted? No, it was taken away. It was right there. I thought it was Pres Watkins, and it was picked off by it was picked off by Bland. Yeah, that was uh, Merrill and Mike on the call, and it was picked off. And uh, but they, listen, they, they, they still had a chance, and they were driving, and it looked—I mean, it really did look like that they were going to steal that game. Um, the one major issue I have was they instead of taking a timeout after getting the first down, mm-hmm. they spiked it. At which, which then had it second and ten. They wanted to stop the clock. They ended up, they ended up with the game over with that timeout in their back pocket. They never ended up using it. I guess they didn't want they didn't want to burn their final timeout, and they but they also gave up a down, right? So they had three shots at getting a touchdown, which they didn't end up getting. Right. But just I, I, I just thought it was a spot where you take a timeout, you don't worry, because then regroup, get over the sideline for a second, talk things over, and then go. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's. I think that's the first time they've been in one of those situations this year um, at the end of the game. I know they had the one in Arizona, but Arizona wound up getting the ball back and going down right. the field. But I don't think the Eagles have been in a position where they had to have a game-winning drive, the final drive of the game. And it's good practice for the coaches. I mean, I, I bet you they probably saying we probably shouldn't have wasted that down. Sure. Yeah. Well, didn't end up getting it done. Nick Sirianni in his Monday press conference is coming up here at 2.45. Any minute, so don't go anywhere uh, as he will uh, talk about the injuries. Hopefully, Lane Johnson being reported out for the regular season. It's a torn tendon in his ab area. And then Avante Maddox, it's a toe injury, Ike, out indefinitely. What is that, a turf toe? Yeah, so what is a turf toe? Can you can – you, Well, does your big toe get jammed? And there's like ligament problems or things like yeah, that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you know, like you just like you jam your finger, you jam your thumb, and it gets swollen. It's same thing with a big toe. And it's and it's obviously. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if that's turf toe or not, though. They didn't say it was turf. No, toe. they just said toe. But I, what else yeah. would it be other than? I mean, it could have broke his toe. Yeah, it could have. Um, so we'll try to find out more about Avante Maddox. And I'm then, surprised he was actually walking to the damn locker room with no shoe on. No shoe. I, I'm <laughs> like, can we get my man a cart or something? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you got a toe injury. Why, right, well, why, why make walking? it worse? Yeah, exactly. That's the way I looked at it. Um, the report this morning by Rap Sheet was that Jalen Hurts is, gonna, is going to push to play against the Saints, and there's a possibility that he does play. Without knowing exactly where the injury is, et cetera, what are your th- thoughts at the beginning of the week of Jalen playing on Sunday? If he can play, he should play. I said that last week that he should play. No. Um, he's the quarterback of this team. When he's ready to go, he should be out there playing. Simple as that. It's not a break. It's not anything. Like, it's, if, I mean, so he's not – I mean, he can get re-injured no matter when he goes back out on the field. It's football. Sure. So they gave him the week off. If he's ready to go, let's go. Well, I, it, it, and I believe that is the case. And unless – like, because I had – like, he really wasn't going to be playing last week. They were putting it out there, and he was trying to get it done, but he wasn't ready. Um he certainly will have a much better chance to play this week. Ike, I do worry that now you're putting him back there and he's not going to be running the ball, or at least he shouldn't be running the ball. So now he's just going to be throwing the ball. And he's a sitting duck. He's a sitting duck in there. You don't have Lane Johnson. He's going to be out. So you don't have one of your starting offensive linemen. And now he's more or less, he can move around the pocket a little bit, but he shouldn't be out there running if he's a bad throwing shoulder. I don't know, man. I mean, you well, should. Well, maybe he shouldn't be playing. Yeah. Okay. What's, that's what I'm saying. Gardner Minshew, if he's, if he's not – I'm not even going to say 100%. If he still is, is feeling the effects of the shoulder injury and he's like 75%, don't put him out there. I would have put him out there. Gardner Minshew should be able to win this game. The Eagles should be able to win this game. The Eagles have a good team. Gardner Minshew, the offense was fine. You should be able to put up points even against a good Saints defense. So the defense has to show up this week. Well, they're not going to put Jalen out there if he can't play and be himself. That would make no sense. Well, I mean, there's a – 
So there's a difference between putting him out there where he's, he pushes and he's ready to no, go. No, I'm but saying they're not going to put him out there if he's limited. They're not going to put him out there if he can't run the offense. At least I don't think they would. Why would they? Just put up 400 and some yards of offense. It's okay. not like they just scored 10 points, so he needs to go out there and save the day for everybody. So unless – if I mean, if the, if, if the concern is you want him healthy, then that means he should run the offense the way he's typically run the offense. Or he's not healthy. And okay. then he shouldn't go out there. That's the way I look at it. I mean, you can't go out there playing left-handed, and I'm a left-hander. You know, he, you know he, if he's going to play, then he should be able to beat Jalen Hurts. If there's a fear – that he's going to re-injure himself or he's not completely healthy, then having him sit back there in the pocket and have a D lineman tackle him and drive him into the ground, I don't see how that, I don't see how that makes him any safer out there. No, it doesn't. Uh, Slay, I, I saw this stat out there. Back to Darius Slay for a second. Last six games, he ranks as one of the worst corners in the league uh, as far as whatever efficiency rating. Second to last of all cornerbacks that are, that are there. I mean, and we know yesterday wasn't a good good game for the defense as a whole. I mean, he just hasn't been the same player the last couple of weeks. Like, have you noticed this? No, I. I mean, I got no problem. Play Slay still one of the best corners in the league. He needs to play better. All right, what are we gonna do? Bench him? No, no. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, like no. He I mean, needs to play better. You're not gonna bench him, but as far as like when when. When I look at this team right now, and I'm like, man, like they're really not trending in the right direction heading into the playoffs. Well, and that's what I, I've been saying this all year. That's why you don't want to peak early. It's hard to play at that level for 17 straight weeks. It just is. So you're going to have some dips. There's other corners that got beat early in the season that are playing better now. Right. Right. So you're going to have a dip or two. Uh, he hadn't been giving up touchdowns. I haven't seen him give up touchdowns. Has he given up a touchdown? Um, I, I don't think so. No, no, actually, I don't think so. Uh, and the one thing that you were saying for I don't know how many weeks in a row there just a couple weeks ago was you have to get to the playoffs. You have to get to the postseason healthy, get healthy, get healthy, get healthy. There, there's only so much you can do about that. You're just kind of crossing your fingers and hoping. Mm-hmm. And just like that, significant injuries to the quarterback, to I the offensive tackle and to your uh, to one of your more important defensive backs. I'm thinking about some of these games. I didn't think he played bad. Well, you know what? Here's the thing that did happen. Last week in Chicago, he dropped coverage on that late touchdown when Justin Fields was scrambling around. And that late touchdown to uh, Percy Pringle or Byron Pringle, whatever his name is, uh, Can of Pringles. Yeah, he got that cheap touchdown that cost us the spread last week. And, that, and that's why we remember it. Yeah. yeah. And, and I remember, exactly. Yeah, and I know Slade dropped coverage there on that back end. Um, Tennessee, I don't remember him giving up a touchdown against Tennessee. Yeah, they and that wasn't. They only a, scored one touchdown in that game. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really uh, been thrown his way either. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why when you say he's been one of the worst corners, I'm like I don't know what that means because I don't see him giving up a lot of big plays. I do remember the, the Chicago play and then yesterday. I mean Saturday. Right, and the Giants. I don't really remember. I don't. Nah, they stink. I yeah, don't I don't really think really the Giants did it. They scored 22 points, but they yeah. lost 48 to 22. Yeah. All right, uh, as we I wait mean, for – I don't know how many passing yards Daniel Jones had in that game. Um, not a ton, I don't think. Right, well, we're waiting on Sirianni. Let's take a, a call for some reaction here. Blue in North Carolina. Blue, how are you? What's up? Hey, what's up, uh, Mark and Reese? Hope you and your families had a wonderful Christmas holiday. You too. Same to you, Blue. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, Mark, you sound like chicken damn little every week, man. Uh, so I can't fault you for that. You just did. Well, I did pick the Eagles to win to win uh, on uh, on Sunday or Saturday. I did think they yeah, were going to win. Yeah, that's all good. But it's all how you. No, but blue. Look. The other thing that, but but hang on a second. Ch- they're chicken little because I actually there's there's two games since the first two games of the season. There's one or two games that I picked the Eagles to lose, and and I don't even remember when they were. Jack, I'm picking them to win pretty much every week because they look like a good team. So go ahead, go ahead and yeah, give me your yeah, reaction. But you're, go ahead, no, go ahead and give me your reaction. All right, shut up okay. and give me your reaction. All right, okay, please. let me let, let me give you my reaction. You wavering yes. every week a little. Okay, bit. so, so tell me what you lucky. think about this. Tell me what you think about this game. Okay, or you want to mix it up sure. with me some more? Just let me speak. Yeah, I'm I trying to. <laughs> I don't think you are, but look, I think that when you look at the 2017 team, they had a worse injury 
um, you know, history during that year for to key players, and it's always next man up. Now, whether or not somebody can step up remains to be seen. I agree with Ike from the standpoint of, you know, Darius Slay's leadership. When you're a captain, you've got to lead better than that. I mean, I remember just a couple of weeks ago where Terry McGowan was running all over you in the Washington game, and you didn't play well. You know, but nobody was pointing a finger at you after okay, the game. Okay, he did have so, a tough game that game. I do remember that. Yep, I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So he's yeah. got to lead better, and I'm hoping that he approached Josiah Scott behind the scenes and say, hey, man, right. I didn't handle that too well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we support each other, and, you know, we just it, – it's a family, right? Yep. So I'm yep. hoping he's done that. Now, from the standpoint of, you know, uh, who steps up next, I'm hoping that C.J. Gardner, you know, they can elevate him soon mm-hmm. so that he can cover that slot absence of Avante Maddox. Because I think with the somewhat of emergence of Blankenship, I think we'll be all right with Blankenship and Epps at safety with Wallace filling in yeah. uh, spot duty. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's not the, it's not the, it's not the, the sky is falling. I think if we lock up the number one seed, that's the number one goal in the short term. Then you can have the rest to hopefully get other players. Now, I don't know about Avante, depending upon the severity of the injury. Mm-hmm. He may come back. All right, Blue, listen, appreciate it. We've got to run because uh, Nick Sirianni is coming up here in just one second. This is Marks and Reese, 94 WIPHD1 Philadelphia, broadcasting away from our Taste Cake Studios. We're live at Cheeks and Pizza in South Philadelphia, I agree. Yeah, and listen, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, believe me, wants to be a nickel guy instead of a safety. <laughs> so he gets to um, get back to his natural position, uh, even though he's gotten a lot of interceptions playing that safety position this year. He is a natural nickel cornerback. Like, that's, that's what he is. And so, yeah, I would imagine he's going to slide right into that Avante Maddox role. And um, it's probably better to have Blankenship and Epps as their safeties versus – uh, having uh, Slay, Bradbury, and Josiah as your three corners. And hopefully Sirianni has some updates on Gardner-Johnson. Oh, that joker playing the Saints this week, he'll be ready. He'll be ready? Yeah. All right, here's Nick Sirianni. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Hey, Josh. Good to see you. Um, there have been a couple reports that have serviced uh, on the injury statuses of uh, Lane Johnson and Avante Maddox. I'm wondering if you're able to uh, confirm the severity of those two specific guys, and also, could you provide an update on Jalen's uh, Jalen Hurts' status? Sure. Um, yeah, you know, still, you know, there's some, there's some. Uh, obviously, Lane and and uh, Avante were injured in the game. You know, Avante didn't come back in. Neither did Lane. Um, still evaluating through everything. Um, you know, we probably think they'll miss a little bit of time. Um, but, you know, we'll never put a timetable on anybody. And so, you know, just it's early on in the process uh, here, too, with these guys. So want to get some more information back. But, you know, kind of looking that way. But we'll, we'll see. Um, and we'll see how the severity and how long how long it will be. As far as Jalen goes, it will be, you know, he, you know, we'll, we'll see one day at a time here. He, uh, you know, how much he wanted to play the other the other uh, last week. Um, and how much he did to get his body ready. And again, with Jalen, it's just his body heals different than yours and mine, Josh, right? He's, he's going to be, do everything that he can do to, to get himself healthy. And, uh, if he's healthy, he'll play. Go ahead, Dave, and then Chris. Hey, Nick, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson is uh, eligible to return for this next game. Do you expect him to practice? And when he does come back, is that a possibility of him playing in, in the nickel corner spot? Yeah, first, first of all, we got to see, you know, see with everything, how everything's healing in there. And that's, that's, that's a little bit harder one to um, track, right? Because you can't just, you can't just, you got to go in there and see, right? You got to get the CAT scans and do everything you got to do to see how everything's healing in there. So um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see where he is. And again, with all these guys, right, as much as we want these guys to play, it's always about their health first and, and their long-term health uh, for the player. Um, and, and same thing here, especially with something like Chauncey's going through, it'll always be about where he is um, and how, you know, because that, that's something you don't mess around with. Um, and so when he's healthy, he'll go. We'll see. We'll find out more as as he gets some of these tests done. Um, just because he's eligible to return doesn't necessarily mean he will, um, even though I know he'll want to. And um, again, all these guys are going to want to. Um, and so we'll see. Uh, that's going to be something that 
that that we're just waiting for some of the results back and when he, when he does get those tests. How about the Go second ahead, part, of Nick? Real real quick, the uh, would it be a consideration to play him at the nickel? Yeah, you know, obviously he's a he has a lot of uh, versatility. Um, you know, and I think the same thing you guys kind of asked, right. When he, when he got here, it was like, well, he hasn't played safety. Well, we, we, he showed that he could play safety. Well, he hasn't played nickel on over here. Well, he can do that as well. So yeah, we'll take that one day at a time as well. And we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to that. Um, when, uh, we, we know he's healthy and ready to go, but, uh, Chauncey's very, uh, versatile and he, he can do a lot of different things and, and that, and that's, and that's obviously a really good thing for us. Go ahead, Chris, and then Martin. Hey, afternoon, Nick. Uh, piggybacking off of what they uh, asked, what, how has Chauncey been involved with the team in these last couple of weeks? Has he been part of meetings? Has he been helping out with some of the younger guys when it comes to the safety? What's his been involvement with the team in that, that time period? Yeah, he's he's been around. I, I love having Chauncey around. He's got great energy about himself. Um, uh, he's always, you know, always uh, positive. Um, and, and I know the guys like being around him. I like being around him. And so he's been, you know, as, as he's gotten more healthy, he's been, and been able to, uh, get up and move around. He's been around the team more and, and been in meetings and stuff like that. And, and, and out at walkthrough at times here and there as, as his body allows him to be. So, uh, yeah, just, I'm just glad he's around and, and hanging around, uh, a lot and, you know, obviously connecting with his teammates and, and, uh, like I said, he's just a, he's a good guy to have, uh, be around. We'll go to Martin and then Jeff. Hi, Nick. Um, as Hi. regards to Lane, when you said he might be out for a little bit, because of that, would that would be something where you would consider um, moving Jordan to right tackle and playing Andre at left, or would you just you know go with Driscoll at right tackle? I know last year I think you, you tried Jordan at right and and Driscoll at left, so just kind of curious. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, uh, Martin, everything would be on the table, right? Whatever we feel like is best for us. Uh, I love the fact that Jordan has some versatility um, that he's able to do so. I love the fact that, you know, Andre and Jack are really good, really good backups. Um, and and we have a lot of faith in them to go out there and be able to do their job. So we have some, we have versatility, just like about with the Chauncey question. Uh, we got a lot of versatility there. And, uh, you know, and Stout does a great job of getting the guys ready. Those guys do a great job of getting themselves ready. So, um, you know, obviously you're, you're, we're bummed about lane in the sense of, you know, if, you know, missing any time. Um, but we also uh, are confident in the guys that we have on the roster. And it, uh, that's obviously a big credit to Howie and his staff. And then, you know, the guys that we have and, and stout. Go ahead, Jeff and then Zach. Uh, Nick, there seemed like there were a number of uh, blown coverages uh, in the game. Um and there were a, a large amount of passes completed against the zone coverages per certain uh, outlets. In fact, uh, suggesting that uh, Dak completed all 24 of his passes. Um, how much of that was had to do with personnel changes and communication or how much of it was not uh, adjusting to what the Cowboys were doing? Yeah, you know, I think that every, there's a little bit of everything there, right? It's, it's us not putting him in the call um, that we need to put them into to, to help them succeed, right? We'll always put, look at ourselves first. And I know there's going to be calls and I know there's calls that, that Gannon, uh, you know, coach Gannon would want back. Uh, then we we're going to look at ourselves again as coaches and, and say to ourselves, okay, all right, well, did they play the call the way we wanted them to? And if they didn't play the call the way we wanted them to, we got to look at ourselves in the mirror as coaches on that as well and say, well, we need to teach that fundamental and that detail a little bit better because obviously there was a, a disconnect. And then it's, and then it's to the players and of, of being able to go out there and execute. So it was a little bit of everything. Um, there was a little bit of everything, you know, some, they had, they had a good beater on against, you know, when I say beater, it's like, Hey, they had a, this coverage beater on versus the coverage exactly that we had on. And they, and they, and they just called a good play and we, and it was tough to cover it. You know, some of it was, uh, uh, we didn't teach the detail well enough. And some of it was that, um, you know, uh, we didn't play it well enough. So it's always going to be on all three of those things. And, and we try to, we try to uh, put ourselves at the forefront first. Um, as far as the zone, I think, you know, zone, all zones are a little different, right? I mean, some match zones are going to play out like man and be labeled as a zone. So, you know, as far as the way they play, you know, 
cover three, really, you can play multiple different ways. You can play a zone. You can play a true zone. Uh, you can play a match zone. You can play a, a match zone on one side, uh, a zone on the other with safety cheated to the other side. You can play it with uh, zone all the way across with the corners playing man, right? And so there's a lot of different variations of that zone that could be played. And then obviously that's the same thing in cover two. That's the same thing in cover four. And so, um, you know, I think just looking at that stat and that and that world is, hey, we, we didn't do, we didn't coach good enough. We didn't play good enough. And that's why it was 24-24. Not necessarily that it was zone because again, some zones play out like man anyway, and all the zones are a little bit different. Um, and so, um, but Hey, we, we got to play better in that, in that aspect. We got coached better in that aspect. And I guess that's my, my way of saying that is that we got to coach better and play better. Go ahead, Zach. And then Rue. Hey, good afternoon, Nick. If I can bring you back to April when the trade with the saints was made, what was your reaction as a head coach thinking you had to wait a year for that first round or two years for that second rounder? And then is it, um, for lack of a, of a better term, another motivation this week to try to improve that draft pick? Well, sure. I mean, obviously our motivation obviously is to win the division and then to, and to, and to get the first round by, which is all in our grasp now, right? This isn't like, you know, you guys maybe would ask me this question in the middle of the year and I'm saying, and I, what you know exactly what I'm going to say. You can already type it in there and, and keep it in that ink that you type it in is that he's going to say, I'm just worried about this game. Well, this game directly affects the, both those two things and it affects the draft status. So sure. Like what, I mean, and, and so like, but we are focused on right in the now in the season and, you know, it'll be sweet that we, if we can go out there and, and get this win. And then once we're making the draft pick later, we can say to ourselves, well, that really did help us out. And that's, that's our goal though, is just to win this game. And um, as far as your question about like what my mindset was or like what I kind of was thinking right there, I don't know. I mean, I just, uh, since I've been here and, and how much trust I have in Howie, it was just like, Hey, that, that, great trade um we'll get our we'll get our draft pick next year and we'll pick up an extra one cool i'm, I'm into that and uh uh whatever we think we got to do to to make this team better go ahead ruben then john hey nick uh, happy holidays and, and all that um you, you know the first couple months of the season uh, everything went right for you guys um every ball bounced your way somebody recovered it every tip ball went your way you guys were healthy um obviously there's some adversity here uh whether it's turnovers or injuries or, or whatever, uh, how equipped do you think these guys are to kind of navigate through all that and, and stay positive and, and deal with everything that's happening, whether it's Jalen or Lane or Avante um, and, and, and keep winning football games. Sure. I think the answer to that is, is very well equipped because of the types of guys we have on this football team um, and the leaders that we have on this football team. Right. And so, if I felt we had a, a bunch of guys that didn't love football or who did, weren't tough or didn't have the right mental makeup, you know, those, those, those are, you know, those are really hard to navigate as a coach. Right. But when you have like, and, and it is, it's, it's really hard, but when you have a, a group of guys like we have and the leaders that we have, like with Elaine Johnson and with Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey and Jake Elliott and Jalen, right. And Fletch and, and slay, right. With, with those captains. And then even the guys on our leadership council and even the guys beyond that, like these guys, they, they don't get, they aren't going to be phased by that. We're going to move on and we're going to, we're going to correct our mistakes and, and move on from that. Um, because the, we knew like one of the earliest talks that we have in training camp is how are we going to adversity is coming? I don't know when it is. I don't know in what direction it will come. It could be in your personal life. It can be in your football life. It could be anything. Um, how are we going to handle that? And um, you know, that's something that you just know about life, right. And, and football is no different. Um, and so again, when you have to go through those things in life and when you have to go through those things in football, when you have the leaders that we have, it's, it's, it, it makes those roads a little bit easier to navigate. Are they still hard? Absolutely. They're still hard. Are we still mad about our, our loss? Absolutely. We are, but you know, sometimes that fuels you to, to even dig a little bit deeper. So you don't let your, let each other down. And uh, that's where we are right now. You know, we're going to dig, we're going to dig deeper. We're going to find more answers. We, you know, we, we feel like we're obviously quite around that track right now of, of finding more answers. I know a lot of our coaches, myself, uh, you know, we I probably watched that game 
eight eight times yesterday and just you know talking back and forth with coaches and you know and obviously in between kids playing you know madden or you know my son playing madden or my my wife and and her mom making dinner or whatever it was like watching that game so we can say to ourselves how are we going to get better um from that And, and obviously that's the stage we're in now go ahead john and then bo thank you uh hi nick uh kind of wanted to talk uh, about moving parts in general. A lot of coaches say they don't like to affect two positions that they don't have to. And there's always sort of a domino effect. If you want to move somebody that that means somebody else may have to go in a position they're not as comfortable with. Do you have a sort of base philosophy of that? How do you handle that type of thing? Yeah, not, not necessarily. I think every, every one of those is a little bit different. You try to, you try to have your base philosophies. I mean, that's a good question, John, because you try to have your base philosophies on everything, right? Here's my base philosophy on this. Here's my base philosophy on that and, or, and, but in, in everything. And so you, you, you kind of, you get that based off your prior experiences, things like that. Um, You know, but with this, like there, this is a, this is a game. It's just such a physical game. It's such a, long season that these things happen and and there are injuries throughout the game you know throughout the year that you have to navigate that you have to handle the adversity and so I don't think it's ever you know it's it, I don't ever want to be extreme with it because you don't want to be extreme in anything that you do and so like it, it, it the answer is different all the time and it depends on the person it depends on the position it depends on you know the situation of who you may be playing there's a lot of different things that that go into it and so this is one like there isn't just a base here here's a rule book on it and then you adjust off of that based off of what your your philosophy says or anything like that um and so i I guess there's just you know with every if with every one of these injuries i mean and that that we've had you know it's it's a little bit different each time and so and every case will be treated so go ahead bo and then ed Hey Nick, after uh, after watching the tape, what did you what did you make of Gardner's performance? I guess any different than what you thought live? And then also very quickly, uh, did you like the spike at the end of the game? Would you do that again? Uh, yeah, I, I thought that Gardner did did a really nice job. Um, you know, I think he'll want a couple plays back. We're going to want a couple plays back, as what we called, um, in our and a couple plays back of you know the positions we put guys in, and every player is going to have a couple plays they're going to want back. But I thought Gardner really handled. Uh, himself with a lot of, you know, a lot of poise. Um, I thought he made some really nice plays, um, you know, as we were texting back and forth yesterday. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of going through corrections with him as I'm texting him. And and then also just some of the plays I thought he was really good. The, the plays that I was texting him that I thought were really good far outweighed the ones that I was giving him corrections on. Um, and and uh, so I thought he, I thought he played, I thought he played well. Um, and I thought he under, under, you know, not, not having played in a year and coming in there and, but that that's, we kind of expected that out of Gardner because we know we have so much confidence in him and we know what type of player he is. Um, as far as the spike, the spike goes. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was, uh, I, I liked that. I, and I would do that same thing again um, and save that time out uh, 33 seconds when we spiked it. Um, I think was still on the clock when we had that. It kind of just opens up the field to, you know, I know I understand that you have one less down to to get a first down, but it opens up the field to to everything to be able to 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 uh, complete it anywhere you want and be able to use that uh, timeout. Um, and then, like, let's say you catch one on the sideline and and you're on the five yard line. Uh, if you catch one on the sideline, well, now you now you have this ability to run the football there too. Um, and, and make yourself multiple for being able to take your, take it away. Uh, I, at, no, at no point did I have I until really, uh, obviously, um, Bob always prepares me for questions uh, that I might face. And really, I didn't, I didn't even think about that until he prepared me for that question. And and I stay and as as we talk about it and manage the game and we always talk about how we can do better managing the game. To me, that was a no brainer to clock it right there. Um, an absolute no brainer. Um, because now you can, you can play the whole, the whole field. Um, and, you know, I know that a couple of them went deep after that, but you still can play the whole field. And again, you're not, you can say to yourself, I'm going to throw it here or throw it there, but the defense dictates at times too where that ball is going. 
Um, and so, yeah, I feel really good about that decision. It didn't, you know, obviously we didn't end up winning the game. So I also understand that my job as a head coach is to take criticism on that. And that's okay. Uh, I know what I signed up for, but I would do that same thing again uh, if I was presented with that situation uh, tomorrow. Well, if it was instead of, if it was instead of calling a timeout, how much, how many more seconds do you need to call, just call a play there? How many more seconds like, to call a play? That, like how many, how, that's how much sometimes, that's about, yeah, that's, that could be anywhere. It just all depends on the play, obviously, Bo, like that could be anywhere from eight to 10 seconds right there um, with that play. You know, obviously you, you take the snap, you clock it, that takes a second, right? Uh, you run a play. I mean, obviously different things could happen right there. Um you know, that just always depends on the play anywhere from eight to 10 seconds in my mind, um, yeah. even more so if, if something obviously happened there. Thank you. We'll take these last two here. Go ahead, Ed, and then Josh. Hi, Nick. Um, interesting hey, way to spend Christmas there, but I guess that's life as a football coach, right? Uh, you know, watching the game eight times. I don't care. Um, but but I want to ask you about um, A.J. Brown touched on this after the game as far as playing three straight road games. What what were the challenges of that? And then obviously it's going to be a big lift coming back. And, and how important is it to have these final two games uh, at home? Always important to play home, man, is uh, especially in Philadelphia, right? This We know how electric that stadium is. We know how awesome our fans are. We know how intimidating our fans and, our, and that place can be uh, to opposing team. Um, and so anytime you're home, you'd love that because – you know, in this game where you where the parity of this league is so, so tight, like we'll take any advantage we can get. Right. And and, and you're that's why you're clawing and scratching for every little advantage you can get when you're game planning all week. And it's the same thing here. Like, yeah, you, of course, you want your fans to be going crazy when and, and being loud when they're trying to communicate and communications at a, at a key. Um, as far as the, you know, having three row games in a row, I don't, I, I don't think we look at it that way in the sense of, and I know AJ mentioned it um, in, in this and that, but you're all, you're so focused on the time, you know, you're, you're now right now, right? You're so focused on, Hey, us playing this particular game right now that when you start a three game stretch on the road, you're not thinking about the next two games, right? Or when you're on the second game of the stretch, you're not thinking about the next one being on the road. Obviously, there's advantages to being on the uh, at home, and there's advantages and there's disadvantages to being on the road because, again, the parity like we just talked about. But you know, I, I say to I say to that is like I'm really excited to be in front of our crowd because I love our fans, I love our city, and 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 want to play in front of them. I love to be a, a a big time college program where you have you know like a, a Michigan has ten home game. But don't doesn't this always seem like Michigan plays home games all the time? We'd love to be able to do that. Obviously, the NFL gave us nine home games this year and only eight and eight away games. Um, but uh, yeah, looking forward to getting back out there in, in front of our, our fans and uh, and letting them uh, affect the game. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, Nick, on uh, three of the interceptions that have occurred over the past two weeks, they were targets uh, with Quez Watkins uh, involved. Um, I'm guessing, or I'm, I'm asking uh, in, in regards to the uh, teach tape, uh, are there any uh, repetitive um, teaching points in that, or is it a mix of factors um, with those three interceptions? I'm trying to think of the one against Chicago. Help me out there. I'm just trying to think uh, of what happened there. Yeah, it looked like uh, Quez like ran a post. Uh, yeah, Jalen lofted it. And the, I think the the back safety. Um, but Jalen threw it early before he came out of his break. Okay. Um, yeah. Enough. No, I I think a little bit of that is just coincidence. Um, you know, uh, the first one, the, the first interception um, of the game. I just think that guy made a really good play, and and where the ball was over here on Quez, he was trying to move to get to the ball. And that guy beat him to the spot essentially um, because he made a really good play. And uh, the second one, I think, again, like 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 I said earlier, everybody's going to want to have plays back. And it's sometimes the plays that you want back are looked at to the outside world as that's the one that changed the game. And and sometimes that quite possibly is true. But it it takes you know we had seventy two plays of offense. Every one of them is critical. Um, and it's never just one play. And so, of course, we're going to Quez is going to want that second one back. Um, and but like I said, there, I have I have multiple plays in that game where I'm like, this was dumb. I, 
I want that play back. And, and everybody's going to have those. Like that's this game of football and you, and you try to limit those as much as you possibly can. Um, but as far as the question, as far as their common theme, I, I don't believe so. Um, I don't, I, you know, again, I'm still blanking on the, on the Chicago one for whatever reason. Um, but I don't believe that there, there's a, there's a common theme. Sometimes it's just a coincidence on those things. And uh, we're going to work like crazy to get those, the, the mistakes that we made uh, to be better. Thanks for the time, coach. Thank you. Thanks Nick. everybody. All right. There he is. Nick Sirianni. Um, uh, notable, and this was from early in the press conference, Ike. It does not seem like C.J. Gardner-Johnson is going to be playing this week based on his comments. Uh, it really didn't seem like he was maybe even we should be looking at the playoffs here rather than even the regular season. But Lane and Avante are going to miss some time. Well, yeah, if he don't play this week, he's certainly not going to play against the Giants. Next right, week. exactly. So, And you hope he get the win this week. But Lane and Vontae is going to miss some time. Again, he doesn't give a whole lot of information. You're kind of reading between the lines, but he at least allowed that much. Jalen, I mean, it's it's a matter of where he is, and it feels like it's a real possibility he plays this week. Um, And then it was – and, Ike, I'm curious what you think about this because it is going to be – Lane's going to be out at least for the rest of the regular season. Uh, do you move my lot over to right tackle and put Dillard to left tackle, or no. you just put Drix, Drix, Driscoll in and you don't yeah. affect anything else? Yeah. My lot is a Pro Bowl left tackle. Uh, I'm not moving him from his left tackle position. I just put Driscoll in there at right tackle. And he's done pretty well since he's been in there. You can help him with running backs and tight ends and things like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Moving my lot to right tackle is supposed to make me forget that Andre Dillard is playing left tackle. Well, you're you're moving forty percent of your line as opposed to one yeah, position. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so yeah, now I got this guy playing out of position at right tackle, and I'm bringing somebody in I'm not that confident in to play left tackle. No, just play Driscoll at right tackle and roll from there. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, and that was really at the end. He was uh, he was he was answering about the something you had talked about in the first hour, which was Quez Watkins kind of getting out muscled for uh, for a couple of those balls and. Um, you know, it, it, and I actually agree with him. The first play was just that was a good defensive play. You wish Quez would have been able to, to, to come away with that one. The second one was just, you know, he, he just he's, well, he's he not going to throw his guy under the bus. So, you, you, right. you, know, you, you knew he's going to get credit to the Dallas Cowboy player right. versus being critical of Quez. Bottom line is go get the football. That's what you get paid to do. You're a wide receiver. Go get the ball. I mean, how come you can't make a great play? Yeah, I'm supposed to tip my cap to the defensive guy and say, "Oh, he made a great play." Yeah, it's because you didn't. Yep, yep. I, um, their their top two wide receivers would have made the catch there, as opposed to Quez. And Quez was being sold to us, and oh, he's fine as their number two. The Eagles have a lot of a lot of confidence yeah, in him being well, their number two yeah, guy. Yeah, we, well, right. we know he's the no, I know, he's a but, six round draft pick. No, I, I know, but he's like that, that's reality. The reality is that's what he is. 215-592-9494. Back into the discussion next. 215-592-9494. What's your reaction to the loss of the Cowboys? Also, what's your reaction to the current state of the Eagles? Lane Johnson's going to be out at least a couple of weeks. Avante Maddox out indefinitely with this toe injury. And Jalen Hurts' status, we're not sure. 215-592-9494. We're live with Chickies and Pete's. Bowl games, they're better at Chicks and Pete's. Watch all the college bowl game action at Chicks and Pete's. Online, chickiesandpeets.com. Don't go anywhere. Marks and Reese. Hey, Eagles fans, the birds are officially in the playoffs. Become a AAA Eagles MVP member today, and you'll have a chance to be there. AAA will be sending Eagles MVP members to Eagles home games this postseason. You don't want to miss out. This is a must-have if you're an Eagles fan. New members get a $20 credit to the Eagles online pro shop. Don't miss out. Go to tripway.com slash Eagles for details and become an MVP today. That's tripway.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Eagles for details.
gives it off to Sanders, who fumbles the football. The Eagles, I think, have recovered. Let's see. The Cowboys say they have. They do. They do. Sanders on a fumble. Dallas has it. Oh, my. Yep. Uh, Merrill and Mike on the call. Couple big turnovers and um, and not enough, and the Eagles lose. Uh, today's broadcast brought to you by Chiggs and Pete's best in-game experience. Chiggs and Pete's regular season playoffs, bowl games. Find a location near you, chiggsandpete's.com. This segment sponsored by Comcast Business Complete Connectivity. Ike uh, Miles has been great all year, and last couple weeks he's been uh, a little loose with the football, uh, turning the ball over with some fumbles. So, um, but you had mentioned earlier in the running game, just not the same without the threat of Jalen Hurts keeping the ball and running. Or, I mean, really, they, I mean, for the most part, they know Gardner Minshew's not going to keep the ball. And he's not, if he does, he's certainly not going to be dynamic with the ball. Makes a big difference in the running game not having him out there. Yep. Um, uh, Jalen is, uh, is going to push to play against the Saints, and there's a possibility that he does play. That is, uh, that is the latest that's being said. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll talk to Donovan McNabb about that coming up at four o'clock. Number five gives his reaction to the uh, the game and uh, what he sees coming up this week. Ike, did you have a Merry Christmas? I know that it was uh, it, I guess it was lost and coming in here with everything with the injuries or whatever. But Merry Christmas, good Christmas with the family. Yeah, Christmas was good. Everybody, I guess, enjoyed it. Nice and quiet. I like it. Yeah, cold. You guess you enjoyed it. Well, I guess they enjoyed it. I guess everybody enjoyed it. Yeah, I realize I'm, I don't have family here, so it's just me and my family. Right. We see each other every day. So the only difference <laughs> is there's people are getting gifts. Yeah, that's all it was. Exactly. <laughs> and I got teenage kids, so it's not like they're opening up toys and, and playing. They're with not them. bothering you at 6 a.m.? No, they're not. Nope. Nope. We had movie. Oh, no, we had football yesterday. Had a little basketball and then some uh, movies yesterday evening. Yeah, mm. nice and quiet. Well, there you go. Herb from Northeast Philly has already been here spreading holiday cheer, Ike. Um, mm-hmm. As he's driving, uh, he's driving because the uh, Disney on Ice is over at the Wells Fargo Center, and uh, it's we're so the we're the pre and the post game of Disney on Ice. As I was over there earlier, I was the eleven o'clock show, so another one I think started at three, and then there's another one tonight. So excellent Disney on Ice. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it well, you was brought fantastic. up Christmas. I saw you. It seemed like you had a house full at your house. That was it. My in laws. Oh. Um, did we? No, it was just us. We went to my. I was at my at my parents Christmas Eve, and then we were at my in laws on uh, on Christmas Day. And yeah, so we had it was. That's where all the kids are. So you my do kids. Pajamas at your in laws. Yeah, we have. Uh, <laughs> so we have pajamas that we wear um, the night before. Right. And then we have pajamas that we change into to go over my in laws' house. And then oh. we have pajamas that we wear at night to go to bed tomorrow night. So my wife has three different pairs of pajamas. Ooh, and then the boy. whole family gets the same pajamas that they wear on Christmas morning at the in laws' house. So yeah, that's know. what I saw. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. Jack, do you wear matching pajamas over there with your, uh, your family? Or, no, or no, no, no. No, I mean, that's common. I, yeah. I've done yes. that. Yeah, I've, I've done that plenty of times. I just didn't know you go to someone else's house. With pajamas on. Yes, I walked in the Dunkin' Donuts and yeah, grabbed, yeah, uh, that's what I was saying. Two yeah. dozen donuts. Yeah. With that's why I thought on. everybody was at your house. Yeah, no, we no, I actually get into the car. I've been in the I've been in the grocery store in the Christmas Day pajamas, uh, oh. picking stuff up before. Oh man, I don't go outside on Christmas. Well, I, I may go outside. I have to walk the dogs, but I don't assume anything's open on Christmas. Some of the grocery stores are open for a brief couple hours, oh, yeah. just in case. But it just depends which uh, – I, I think the Acme and Broomall is where I, I typically can go for a couple Somebody's hours. Somebody's actually working on Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Has to be time and a half. At least. I mean, unless you're obviously one of a yeah, fire, if you're not firefighter or a police officer or something. Oh, sure, yeah. I'm just wondering what else, what else is open on Christmas. Chinese uh, restaurants. Yeah, I've heard. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jack, I, I know about that. Did yeah. you have a uh, usually packed on and and movie theaters? Right? Isn't Christmas night at least it used to be a big time to go see a movie? I know. I know my oldest son. He took his family to see uh, Avatar yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. That's three hours. Good luck. Is that what it is? Three hours? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's three yeah, hours too you long need to for me. Get the kids out of the house, I guess. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> Jack, good Christmas. Yeah, I guess my only critique is that. Uh, <laughs> Is that my future son got more presents than I did, which like is fine, but he's not even here yet. You know Get what I mean? Get used to it. 
I told you, you go down in the pecking order, brother. Get used to it. Yeah, no, I mean, one, no one's paying attention to what you're opening up or what you're doing. It's all about the baby. Yep. Yeah, all I'm right? just saying, it's a big adjustment for an only child that's been uh, <laughs> an attention guy for a long time. I oh, said, so Jack, you were like, you were looking for, like, yeah, where are the rest of my presents? Like, yeah. where's, where's the big present? Yeah, I'm used to walking downstairs as a kid. Half the room is filled with gifts, and they're oh. all for me, you know? <laughs> Now, now, I gotta, now I got to share it. Not only is he stealing yeah. my birthday, you know. What, what's the schedule? Did, were you, did you do both houses or did you yeah, do one we did. Christmas we, Eve? We did both, yeah. Okay. We made no, time for me. Oh, yeah, you know he has to go eat, man. Oh, is that what it's free food? Oh, is that yeah. what it is? Oh, yeah. Well, it's good. You get the breakfast in the morning. That's then, what I told and, you. And then we went on a walk <laughs> to burn it and then came back, had a little, little, little lunch, early dinner, and then went for dinner. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Huh? Three meals. Good job. No Not at three different places, though, right? Yeah, oh, like Jack well, it just was three different places. No, his breakfast was at at uh, my in-laws, and then oh. lunch slash uh, dinner was at my house, and then dinner was back at uh, in-laws. Oh, yeah. okay, it's a big day. Wow, all right, well there you go. Big you went day. back. <laughs> Had a good all day right. on Fanduel. You did. Oh, listen, we're figuring this whole thing out there, Johnny. Yeah, that was the best thing that happened for me on Christmas was Fanduel. And they just voided the uh, Devin Booker bets. <laughs> so things that, are really yeah. turning our Did corner. Did they really? Yeah, yep. about time. It was four minutes into the game. I had player <laughs> props on him. Grow up, Vandal. Give me my money back. Well, Merry Christmas, Jack. Oh I felt like God. that wasn't the Christmas, the <laughs> right thing to do. <laughs> that yeah. was the right thing to do. All right. Well, there you go. Um, Chuck from Mount Airy. Is he having a good Christmas in the day after Christmas? He joins us right now. Chuck, how are you, buddy? What's going on? Uh-oh. You didn't get a new phone for Christmas. Ooh, boy. Chuck? Now we can. What's up, Chuck? Listen. <laughs> All right. Next, though. Hang on a second. Let's have, we'll, try, we'll try to clear you up there. Rios, North Philadelphia. Rios, how are you? What's going on, hard charges? Rios? Rios. Yeah, Merry Christmas. What's up, Rios? M- Merry Christmas to y'all. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, um, my three main points is Watkins, Secondary, and Darius. Um, but let me just say this real quick, gentlemen. Um, Chicha Chong Minshew did what he had to do, man. So he's, he's our backup quarterback. He did what he had to do, and that's all I got to say about that. Now, I believe Hurts wanted to play. I believe Hurts would have played, but, hey, the coaches came up with his exec- executive decision, and, and, and I accepted it, and it is what it is. Now, Watkins, I've been saying this for a minute. Unless he's wide open for a bomb, that, that, that's all you're going to get out of Watkins. He likes being cute because he got A.J. Brown and he got the Slim Reaper. So he's like, oh, man, I, I'm just cute that I'm on this team or whatever. The cat won't fight for the ball for nothing. I mean, man, he won't even gouge a dude like cats who can't fight and swing with their arms all crazy. He won't do nothing to knock the ball down. So I have a problem with that. Um, the secondary, hey, Ike, I mean, Johnny, you tell me what you saw. I really felt like Dak could close his eyes and just throw the ball just like if he was throwing a rock into an ocean and no matter what, a Dallas Cowboy was going to catch the ball. Pretty much. Yeah. That's, so that's how I felt with the secondary. I'm not going to say defense because I really felt like the defensive line when it came to the run and what we and certain pressures that we put on Dak. So I'm like, all right, I, I ain't got no problem with them. Avante Maddox as the secondary, I mean, like, wow, like, he played an amazing game that he got hurt. But now, let's go to Darius. So, and I'll speak to him, man. I'm like, I'm going to just let you know this. If my soldier does something wrong, that's on me. And you know what? I don't put him out there. When I go back to my platoon, my team, I go and keep it in the family. And if it was on him, something that he did wrong, I get on him and I fix that. You are a leader. Josiah Scott might even look up to you, guys. He might even look up to you. You don't bring that guy down. Talk about what you do. You're as good as your last game. And at the end of the day, what Johnny Marsh, the stat that Johnny Marsh did, uh, what was it Johnny Marsh said? This game that he's been like the worst cornerback in the NFL. second worst corner in the league, yeah. yeah. Second worst. I felt that. I felt that because to me, I felt – Justin Jefferson, the best wide receiver in the league, like, yo, he did his thing. Ever since then, like, he was just happy for that. Ever since then, what? You're as good as your last game, guys. And your name is Darius. B. 
Because then you got to take both sides. Your big Darius. play or your Darius, bro. At the end of the day, you take, you do what you're supposed to do. You as good as your last game. I don't care what it is. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. I got to take care of some presents for my mom. And I'm going to Chickies to Pete. I'm going right there. I'm never hard uh-uh. to find. Get y'all stuff together, gentlemen, because y'all too comfortable. Get uncomfortable. Hey, um, Kelsey, get on these guys. Jalen, I ain't worried about you. Bunch of suckers right now. We're rat. Hey. All right. Wow. Rios. Thank you, Rios. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah. From Rios. Yeah. He's been bringing it in the last few weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the story of the game to me was – Dak Prescott and what he was able to do in big spots. You mentioned the, the, the third and 30 to get the 52-yard completion to T.Y. Hilton. Now, there's a second and 11 at the 20. They got a sack on first downs. Now, it's like, all right, they can hold him to a field goal, second and, second and long, and boom, boom, touchdown. That ties the game. Like, mm-hmm. Dak just kept making plays, and he, he's 7-1 and one in his last eight against the Eagles, 17 touchdowns, four interceptions. And I know one of those games is that COVID replacement game from last year. But still, oh yeah, we ain't giving him credit for that. No, one. and that was five yeah. touchdowns, I think. Yeah, but but but, credit for that but Dak, like th- th- this this notion that the Cowboys are going to win by running the football and playing defense, that's only going to get you so far. Well, I mean, listen, no, Dak that, played well yesterday. Well, but, but here's the thing: that's what they wanted to do. The Eagles wouldn't let them run the ball. They couldn't run the ball. Right. So, like, like Dallas has been going through this identity crisis that. They need to run the football and take it out of Dak's hands, who, by the way, threw another pick six, which he's done repeatedly and thrown interceptions, which is why they wanted them to start running the football as opposed to letting him throw the ball all the time. Just he ate up our secondary. Flat out. I mean, the Eagles, you can't allow a team to run the ball on you. So stopping the run is always going to be the number one objective. Like, that's going to always be the number one objective. Let's go to Lewis. Lewis in West Philadelphia. Lou, go ahead, man. What up? Hey, guys. What's up? What's up, Lewis? What's up, Lou? Uh, so, yeah, last caller pretty much nailed it on the head as far as all the <laughs> points that I was going to make up, honestly. Um, I like, like you said, last week, uh, Ike, I would have played Jalen if it was just a pain tolerance thing because yep. and we'll never notice, but I feel like the, the coaching staff in the front office knows and they got to live with that decision. But if you know you didn't feel the best version of your team in this game, you got to live with the consequence of that. So now we have to, like you're saying, we got to go into this week a- asking more questions, uh, trying to game ourselves a- around what it what really is the fact that, like I said last week, we, we haven't gotten anything. We don't have the division locked up, and we don't have the number one seed locked up yet. We you can throw out predictions and 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 uh, and what should happen all you want, but not we don't have anything. So that was yeah. for me the most frustrating thing about the game. Because you lose this game by six points, you turn the ball over four times, you're letting the ball go over your head all game, you, every ball is not bouncing your way, and you forget, like, you know, you forget in the game of football, every week somebody loses a game that they shouldn't have lost. They lose a game to what happens the all experts the time. say. Yeah, yep. that, to what the experts say was the inferior team. Nothing in this league is promised. So just to say, well, we only got to win one more game, there's no guarantee of that. Especially when you're not, you're purposefully not fielding the, your, the best version of your team. Right. Now, Jalen couldn't go. He couldn't go. We got to just deal with what it is. But you, the coaching staff knows. The front office knows. Um, like the last caller said, Minshew did what he was supposed to do. He's the backup quarterback. He just tried to not lose you the game, and I don't believe he lost us the game. I, I would say he's pretty far down on that list. You do yeah. see the effect that he has yeah. versus a Jalen Hurts, but you. Now we're asking questions. Now we're looking at Slay, and Slay's throwing people under the bus. And it's, it's, So you don't want to have to get into this because it's only going to get worse. It's like, once again, there's no guarantee we're going to roll out 22 men against the Saints and get a W. we got to go and do it. <laughs> like we, we can't, you can't just say you're just definitely going to do that. And especially, I when those team, well, especially when those teams have something to play for. Yeah. It, exactly. like, like the Saints are trying to get in the playoffs yeah. still. I will say one thing as far as and that I haven't heard yet as far as most of the um, most of the guys in the um, on TV and things. I do believe in general we were out coached. I don't think that it's a smart idea to go in with the game plan of we're going to play a lot of zone and let our and let our front go after Dak Prescott when we know Dak Prescott is a very capable quarterback and in general the rule of thumb is you don't play zone against great quarterbacks. You play yeah. zone against uh Bad, uh, bad receivers, and the only receiver they had was C.D. Lamb. 
So why wasn't Slay following CD? Why wasn't Bradbury following? Nobody's following this guy. They, they're literally hiding CD in the slot. And yep. we're just letting him run right over the middle and just get 10, 15, 20, 10, yep. 15, 20 yards all the, the entire game. All right, now, listen, that's, I, I wonder, because um, other teams see this stuff as a copycat lead. So Slay and Bradbury don't play in the slot. They don't play in the slot. So if I'm, a, if I'm an offense and I want to get my receiver, my number one guy, away from Darius Slay or Bradbury, I'm just going to put him in the slot. That's what the Cowboys did. They said, all right, we'll put C.D. Lamb in the slot. And he had eight catches at halftime or something like that? Yeah. yeah. He had 12 targets. Oh, no, he got 11 targets, had, had 10 catches. My goodness, man. Yeah, and two touchdowns. I'm looking at these other receivers. Michael Gallup caught four. And Noah Brown caught one. And T.Y. caught the one. The 52-yarder. Yeah, yeah. 52-yarder. Mm, sweet. Twitter questions brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Looking to get engaged? Visit the home team with the best selection of diamond engagement rings to fit every budget online. Mark-Jewelers.com. Tony Pollard had six catches for 60 yards. Yeah. Yeah. You only have nine, nine rushes for only 19 yards. Yeah, see, they couldn't run the ball. But they could certainly throw it, that's for sure. And they did. Yep. Chuck and Mount Airy's back. Hi, Chuck. Hey, man, I miss you. I fall. I went in, I'm not in town. I'm glad you guys had a good Christmas because mine was ruined. Mine was ruined, okay? You guys love, everybody out there loves Johnson Gannon. Right? I'm going to start with him first, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, right? Johnson Gannon still haven't proven crap. Because that game plan he put out there on Saturday was exactly what it was. Crap, okay? You sit up there, you got one person to stop on offense. One person. And we sit up there, and you didn't even come close to stopping C.D. Lamb. I don't give a damn about your zone. You got two capable quarterbacks. You follow the guys like you said that was just on right now, okay? And then you got Dak Prescott. He does this against no other, no other team but us. He looks like the second coming to Dan Marino every time he plays us. Those for 300 some odd yards, multiple touchdowns, and it looks like he sits out there swinging it and very comfortable. And you know what that falls back on? That falls on the defensive coordinator. It's stupid. Oh, uh, listen, I'm not trying to call names today, right? But Jonathan Gannon, I had up to my wits in with him, man. And you guys love him so much. But every big game, every big quarterback we play, he does nothing. Okay? Not a damn thing. Now I go to Quez Watson. Quez, you saw. Sorry, cupcake. You're out there right now running routes. Every time you run a route, you look to go out of bounds. Or you look to not have no contact. Or you look to not, you know, go for the ball, pass the ball. What the hell are you doing out there? You got three guys that practice that you can watch. Got it. J.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and see how they attack the football. And you tell them that. Let you get the steps out of your hand. Like you're in the water. You know what? I got mixed emotions today, man. Because I don't know how to feel about this, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what? I said we was up there, we was going to destroy him. And we, we should have won that game. But yeah. the thing about it is this, right? Dallas is a team that we sent a statement to. And we didn't send no statement to them, okay? So we're fortunate that God has blessed us to play him three times this year. Three times, okay? One, two, three. We play him again in the playoffs because we're going to see him. Because whoever they play out the south, they're going to smash, and we're going to see him again. And I guarantee you guys won the battle, but you cockroaches did not win the war. I want you again. I want you today. I am so angry right now, man, because we had a chance to go out there and put our foot on their neck. And we fumbled the football, and we got a cornerback, yeah. a pro bowl cornerback, Darius Slay. Yeah, blaming 33. You know what? You play zone, Darius Slay. Nobody was in front of you on that zone. So the word of mouth is this, right? When you play pop water football, they tell you to make a play on the football. You don't let nobody run past you and catch the ball 30 yards down the field. We gotta be kidding me, man. We gave that game away. Yeah, we gave it away, man. Yeah. I'm, I, I hear you. I hear you. I'm just letting you go, Chuck. I don't want to interrupt you. I'm just listening to you, big dog. I'm just listening. No, you're right, though. Now, listen, you're right. Hey, how do we, on third and 30, give up a 52-yard play? It's bad enough to give up a 29-yard play, let alone a 52-yard play. What was Happy the play Monday. In, what was the play in Tennessee that they gave up where they were in the – They were in the, the, yeah, it was fourth and – it was third and 21 or fourth and 22, something like that. It was fourth like and 20. I know it wasn't 30. Yeah. 
No, but, hell no, I went 30. And I thought that was crazy to give that no. up on fourth down. No. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and th- there, there were a couple plays that the Cowboys made that the, the drive resulted in a touchdown. Like we talked about, the you had, you had Dak, Avante had him wrapped up, would have been a sack, it would have forced a punt. Instead, first down, they get a touchdown that drive, and then the third and 30, a couple plays later, that led to a touchdown. So the Cowboys made made big plays at, at, at good times. Ike, it's less it's less about it's less about the loss for me than it is about now you're starting to get the injuries, and now Jalen Hurts may have, may be pressed in the duty before his re- sure. you really want him like, to come back and play. Sure, I, I believe. I mean, the loss. I don't think anybody is is going crazy about losing that game Saturday. Like like, I mean, nobody likes losing to the Cowboys, but we're not losing our mind over losing the game Saturday. No, it's pretty much how the team looked who was injured coming out of the game and it's a great point you know as much as I like Jonathan Gannon I want to give him credit uh, as a defensive coordinator he is making a lot of his um, his bones against bad quarterbacks and until you do the job against a good quarterback and shut him down I mean you know he went back into fear mode you know, that's what that was against the Cowboys. It was, I'm afraid to get the ball thrown over my head, which I'm surprised that 52-yard bomb got thrown over their heads because that's the type of defense they were playing is keep everything in front of us. Yep. And we've seen these quarterbacks against this defense have a field day. Right? We've seen these guys do it. The good quarterbacks that, that know what, that, what their Eagles are trying to do, and they say, okay, I'll just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Well, since since 2020, there's been three quarterbacks that have uh, completed 95% or better against zone. <laughs> and all three have been against the Eagles. Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, and Dak Prescott on Saturday. 24 for 24 in zone coverage, according to somebody out there. Mad Mike. Donovan, Donovan McNabb's going to join us uh, oh, coming up at Mike, 4 o'clock. Dude, we got awesome. to get Mad Mike in here, Ike. Hi, Mad Mike. Merry- hey, what's everybody doing? How are, you, how are the holidays, you guys? It's Merry Christmas. My house, I got to say. On the 75-inch, I got to watch uh, these clowns uh, look like idiots. It was nice. Oh, fun. Yeah, so, uh, by the way, second time in your fantasy league, second time going to the finals, just saying. <laughs> yeah, I think I lost. I ran into I ran into really? a, a team that had everybody on the Vikings, including yeah. Hawkinson oh. and uh, Justin Jefferson. Hey, Andy from Deptford, where's your stupid? Oh, you didn't make the playoffs, loser! Way to go! <laughs> and I, your team stunk. Like I, I, honestly, it's been a great week, man. Like I got Lane Johnson's injured. Actually, won this week. Uh, Jalen Hurts is, is in, like. Yes, like, yeah, it's a great week to be mad, Mike. Injuries, <laughs> chaos, <laughs> doubt. Like, yes, I know. I know. I'm awesome. so tired of this kumbaya. Our yeah. team's going so great. I need chaos. I need people sad. It's nice to hear the t- uh. the sphincter of the Delaware Valley Titan. It's nice. <laughs> the Delaware right. Valley Titans. Right. Beat it. <laughs> Go where the players go, the Brandon Graham Show, every Monday night, live at Chickies in South Philly, online, chickiesandpeats.com. Uh, Donovan's going to join us coming up. Donovan McNabb. Five. Big five. His reaction to what he saw on defense. Jalen Hurts coming back. Does he think he should? And more. 215-592-9494. Phone calls as well. Next segment, don't go anywhere. Does Donovan McNabb think Jalen should play this weekend? We'll ask him coming up next. Help your business thrive and stay connected with the Comcast Business Complete Connectivity Solution. One solution for wherever businesses take you. Comcast Business, powering possibilities, restrictions apply. Back with Donovan McNabb live from Chickens and Pete's. Hey, listen, get a jump start on the new year. By finally losing that weight, schedule your consultation with NJ Diet today. Their scientific approach will ensure that you lose the fat quickly and safely. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva samples along with their bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that balance your hormones where the side effect is weight loss. You will shed a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Then NJ Diet uses DNA testing to help you keep it off. NJ Diet's all natural, so there's no shots, no hormones, no surgery, no prepackaged foods. Full supervision provided every step of the way. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Locations throughout the East Coast or from anywhere with live online video consultations. Call them now. 855-5NJ-DIET. 855-5NJ-DIET or... 
Schedule your consult by going to njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com. And lose the weight for good. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.